Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemir, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, today is Monday, and it is our second Sidra, our second Aliyah of this Torah portion of Balak, and it's taken from Numbers chapter 22, verses 13 through 20. So let's jump right in. It says, Balaam got up in the morning and said to the officials of Balak, Go back to your country, for Adonai has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite officials got up and went back to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Balak again sent other dignitaries more numerous and honored than these previous ones. So back in the Middle East, if if you were displeased with the entourage that came to to negotiate with you, maybe you were insulted or they weren't uh, um, important enough, you would send them back, and that would send a message to that person that nah, you know, you got to up the, up the ante a little bit. So it says here that they that he sent uh, dignitaries that were uh, you know more important than the first entourage he sent. Verse 16, they also came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, son of Zippor, please let nothing keep you from coming to me. I will richly reward you, and everything you tell me I will do. Just come now and curse these people for me. So uh, Balak uh, wanted Balaam, who was a prophet for hire, to curse the children of Israel for him because he was terrified of their great numbers. Verse 18, but Balaam answered Balak's servant, even if Balak gave me his whole house full of silver and gold, I cannot cross beyond the mouth of Adonai my God to do anything great or small. But now you may spend the night here too, that I may find out anything else that Adonai may say to me. So basically, he's like, hey, just just stay here for the night. Let me negotiate with God and see if I can change God's mind. That was a pretty common thought because all the other pagan deities could be, uh, their minds could be changed. They were fickle. Uh, you know, they could be manipulated by, by um, you know, curses and, and, and sorcery and negotiations. And so, you know, Balaam thought he could do the same thing with Adonai, but God says, I am a God who changes not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I cannot lie. I am holy. So verse 20 says, God came to Balaam by night and said to him, since the men came to, came to summon you, arise and go with them. However, only the word I tell you, you are to do. So the question here about uh, Balaam is, did he fear man or did he fear God? Was he afraid of the here or was he afraid of the hereafter? Did he have more fear in regarding the here and now rather than fear in regards to the hereafter? See, ba uh, uh, Balaam. Balaam uh, is not just here mentioned in scripture numbers. He's mentioned in other secular writings, uh, writings of Egypt and other writings of Mesopotamia. He was a very famous pagan prophet. Uh, Balaam was a prophet for profit, if you will. He gave witchcraft for wages. He knew about every god, every religion, uh, you know, every pagan cult, every ritual, every spell that was out there. He was the most sought after uh, pagan prophet. And some say he was equivalent even to Moses uh, in the secular world in regards to his, his clout, his power, his prestige. But I want to remind you of what it says in Matthew 16, 26, Luke 9, 25, and Mark 8, 36. 
For what does it profit a man that he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? As we will find later in the scripture as we keep reading, Balaam would be killed by the sword. You know, we may suffer a little hardship, a little loss here in this life, but hang in there. It'll all be worth it someday, because after all, in the end, we win. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.